driven to win that game because they'll be they're they're probably going to lose to Chicago this weekend, so they'll be zero and six. Tom Coughlin is going to be is already on the hot seat. He needs to win, start winning quick. Um, and then yeah, Jacksonville. Their schedule, the next four games are re- going to be really tough. Arizona is a pretty. They're middle of the road team. They have a good defense. Houston, I think they'll lose to Cleveland. They have a chance. Houston again. I think they're they're going to end up being that last win winless team, um, regardless of whether or not they go own sixteen. All right. So interesting storylines in the NFL this year. Don't forget to listen to WCBN's broadcast of Michigan versus Boston College hockey at seven o'clock. And also, watch the Detroit Tigers game. That is Game 5. So for Eli Sherman and for Morris Fabry, I'm Ryan Kassoff saying thank you for listening to the Daily Sports Report on 88.3 WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. And I'm going to leave you with a good night and a go blue. On the next episode of Recipes for Disaster. I'm making beef sliders for my friend Sammy. Nana taught me to always pull meat off the grill early so it's extra juicy. Use a food thermometer to ensure ground beef is 160 degrees or you could make people really sick. Sandy didn't think twice about the slider she ate until yoga class when a nasty case of food poisoning turned her downward-facing dog into upward-moving lunch. Watch Recipes for Disaster at foodsafety.gov and learn the steps Maria unwittingly leaves out. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. Pandora Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. A peck of pickled peppers Pandora Piper picked. If Pandora... What am I doing? Where's my theme song? Oh my god. Hi, this is Mike. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, a show about food and culture and sometimes pickles. My name is Mike, I think I said that, and today we're going to focus on pickles and fermentation and, well, some of the connections between the two. There's going to be an event this Saturday around tasting and testing and, well, just loving pickles in general, a fifth annual pickle contest because there couldn't be just one. It's going to be epic. It's going to be epical as a matter of fact. Let's get things started, shall we? Um, I saw a license plate that said Arlo Fan around town here, here in Ann Arbor, and uh, if you're out there, this one goes out to you. I don't want a pickle I don't want a tickle Cause I'd rather ride on my motorcycle I don't want to die Just want to ride on my motorcycle Thought I'd go up and see Ray So I went up and I saw Ray and there was only one thing Ray could say was I I don't want a pickle I just want to ride on the motorcycle And I don't want a pickle I'd rather ride on my And I don't want to die 
little dusty there, that pickle there. That was uh, Arlo Guthrie and the motorcycle song. Sometimes you just got to pickle yourself up, dust yourself off, and start all over again. <clears throat> yes, but uh, I should also mention that was the original version of the motorcycle song from his album Alice's Restaurant. Later, there was the best of Arlo Guthrie on which was featured a longer version of that, but we don't have time for that now because I'm babbling. The motorcycle significance of the pickle song was the longer version that appears on Best of Arlo Guthrie, the live version with an important story attached to that. Too important for this moment right now. But in the meantime, I just wanted you to know, here's what we're talking about here. There's a, the fifth annual pickle contest and public tasting is going to be taking place at the downtown Home and Garden in Ann Arbor this Saturday from 10 a.m. to 1. Their website says this very thing. The competition is fierce, and we've seen such an amazing explosion of entries in the past four years. From grandma's bread and butter pickles to pickled asparagus, traditional Indian hot pickles, and even pickled loofah. Entries are due by Friday, October 11th, so uh-oh, running out of time to submit your pickles to the public tasting and exploding pickle extravaganza. Oh, an explosion of entries. That may be different. Some of the previous winners of this event were Loretta's Mo Better Sweet Pickles in 2011. That's the pickle contest winner there. Balsamic Tomatoes Pickled in 2010. Armenian Dill Pickles from 2009. All of these are at the website of the Downtown Home and Garden. And this Saturday from 10 a.m. to 1 is the next and fifth annual pickle contest. Which brings to mind the whole idea of being in a pickle. If you're a pickle, you're in something often, but what if you yourself are in a pickle? I looked up the UK website, The Phrase Finder, for the following information. In a pickle, if you don't know, because you're under 30, I don't know, means in a quandary or some other difficult position. What's the origin of this phrase, though? It says here, the earliest pickles were spicy sauces made to accompany meat dishes. Later in the 16th century, the name pickle was also given to a mixture of spiced salted vinegar that was used as a preservative. The word comes from the Dutch or Low German pekel, with the meaning of something piquant. By the way, piquant meaning spicy tasting, interesting, exciting. Yeah. Later still, in the 17th century, the vegetables that were preserved, for example, cucumbers and gherkins themselves, also came to be called pickles. The in-trouble meaning of in a pickle was an allusion to being as disoriented and mixed up as the stewed vegetables that made up the pickles. Very confusing, you see. This was partway to being a literal illusion, as fanciful stories of the day related to hapless people who found themselves on the menu. 
Uh-oh. The earliest known use of pickle in English contains such a citation. The Mort Arthur, circa 1440, relates the gory imagined ingredients of King Arthur's diet. He dines all season on seven rascal children, chopped in a bowl of white silver with pickle and precious spices. Eh, uh, that crazy King Arthur, I tell you. Well, that's a little bit on the origins of the phrase in a pickle, but we've got more on that in just a moment. But in the meantime, we've got Reno and Smiley. That's Don Reno and Red Smiley to you with a dill pickle rag. Goes like this. those lyrics. That was the Dill Pickle Rag by Reno and Smiley on Pandora's Lunchbox. Now, there are all kinds of pickles. We all know about the gherkin kind, the dill kind. But looking at Wikipedia, you can see that there are different kinds of pickling situations all over the world. In Japan, sukemono, literally pickled things, are Japanese preserved vegetables, usually pickled in salt or brine. They're served with rice as okazu, a side dish, with drinks as an otsumami snack, as an accompaniment to or garnish for meals, and as a course in the kaiseki portion of the Japanese tea ceremony. Wow. Hope I pronounce these correctly for you. Now, there are several, many different kinds of tsukemono, and each one has a different pickling ingredient. Shiozuke uses salt as a pickling ingredient. Suzuke uses vinegar. Amasuzuke uses sugar and vinegar. Misozuke, well, what do you know? It's miso as an ingredient, and I'm getting a pattern here, aren't you? Shoyozuke, soy sauce, is used. Kasuzuke uses sake kasu. Um, let's see, koji uses malted rice. Nukazuke uses rice bran. Karishizuke uses hot mustard. And satozuke uses sugar. So these are different kinds of ingredients for pickling Japanese pickled things. Now, you might find pickled things in a pickling plant, and uh, if you went to Illinois in 1928, you might hear some stuff such as this. Now, it says here on this collection called Songs of Illinois, excuse me, Folk Songs of Illinois, Volume 1, stage Dutch performers, who were actually German, as in Deutsch, you know, 
were extremely popular in the late 19th and early 20th centuries. Their wacky comedic performances played on long-standing stereotypes of the stout, good-natured, beer-loving, slow-witted German immigrant. Such performances featured dialect songs marked by an exaggerated, put-on version of bilingual immigrant speech. A lot of these stage Dutch performances also find their way into radio acts, such as two comedians calling themselves Herr Louis and Weaselis. In 1928, the duo recorded Down by the Pickle Works, Parts 1 and 2, I think James Brown did a remake of that one, on both sides of a Columbia Records 78 RPM disc. The label said the act was Broadcasting from WGN, which is a prominent Chicago radio station. Sounded a little something like, uh, something like this. Here is the pickle box. Right over there, see it? Is that what that is? Chess. I used to have a good shop there, too, also. You worked in the pickle box? What doing? <laughs> I used to bite the pickles and see how choosy they were. Ah, let's in you. I ask you a civilized question. Now answer me. What did you did? Well, Herr Louis, it was this way. I was in all of the branches of the works. You don't so say? Chess. I was in the small pickle section. You see, I handled the little engine half pickles. And before I pack them... I had to measure each pickle. Hey, 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 what are you trying to do? Tell me that you had to use a ruler on the pickles first? No, I didn't have no ruler. They had little holes cut in the bench. When all of the pickles that slipped through was mine. You see, every man had certain size pickles to pack. Oh, I see. You was a small man, so you got small pickles to pack, huh? Chaz. No, no, Herr Louis. Listen, once, and I'll tell you about the whole business. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. In the springtime, I helped plant the pickles. Then when the pickles was ripe, I helped pick them by the pack. And for the finish, I pickled and packed them. Yeah, well, uh, now how did they pay for this kind of work, Basil? Well, for different things, I was paid different prizes. For planting the pickles, I got paid so much wages a day. Then when the pickles was ripe, I got paid so much a pack for picking them. Yeah, that sounds pretty good, Basil. Go ahead. Then when they was all picked, I got paid so much each a piece for picking and packing the pickles. Oh, now I commence to start to see it. They paid you so much for planting, and then when they was ripe, so much a pack for picking. And then so much for pickling and packing. Is that right? Exactly. But tell me this. How does the wages for planting and picking the pickles stand up with the wages for pickling and packing the pickles? Well, for pickling and packling the pickles, we got paid peas work. In other words, so much each a piece for a pickle we would pack. Oh, then you had to slice them, huh? Chaz. No, no, Herr Louis. But didn't you just tell me that you was getting paid so much for each piece of pickle that you picked by the pack? Ach, Himmel, no. How could they pay me for each piece of pickle if I wasn't picking enough pieces to pickle and pack by the pack if I had... Stop, 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 um, Himmelsville, stop. Now drop the pickles and let's get away from here. We play a tune. Number 25, you best break, my kid. Me too? Yeah, you too. Ready now. Eins, zwei, drei, spiel. <laughs> Wow, that's some pickle factory, I'll tell you. Or something. That was Down by the Pickle Works Part 1. I'm sorry I don't have Part 2. Not on me. 
by Hare Lewis and Weaselis with The Hungry Five, recorded in Chicago in 1928 on a remarkable-looking collection called Folk Songs of Illinois No. 1. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, a show about food and culture. At 7, it's going to be Face the Music with a special guest host. Looking forward to that this evening at 7. But commemorating and thinking about the 5th Annual Pickle Contest and Public Tasting this Saturday from 10 a.m. to 1 at Downtown Home and Garden in Ann Arbor. And we're not talking about just a couple of gherkins sitting in a dish. I mean, last time I saw that there were dozens and dozens of kinds of pickled things. And yeah, lots of them are green, but there are reds and yellows and all kinds of colors. I don't know of any polka dot ones, but um, you never know. So that's coming up this Saturday from 10 to 1. Other thoughts about pickles. We talked earlier about uh, the unfortunate children in King Arthur's diet. He dines all season on seven rascal children. Yum, yum. The figurative version of the phrase in a pickle, well, meaning simply in a fix, or in the almost identical 19th century phrase in a stew, arrives during the next century, Thomas Tusser's 500th Points of Good Husbandry, 1573, contains this useful advice. Reap barley with sickle that lies in ill pickle. I don't really need to explain that, do I? Yeah, I guess I do, don't I? Presumably barley that wasn't in pickle, that is, the corn that was standing up straight, would be cut with the larger and more efficient scythe. Okay. There are a few references to ill pickles and this pickle in print in the late 16th century, and Shakespeare was one of the first to use in a pickle in The Tempest, 1610, Alonzo. And Trinculo is reeling ripe. Where should they find this grand liquor that hath gilded him? How camest thou in this pickle? Trinculo, I have been in such a pickle since I saw you last that, I fear me, will never out of my bones. I shall not fear fly-blowing. I was just commenting on that the other day. And I return to the more... Literal interpretation of the phrase came about in the late 1700s. The Duke of Rutland, I believe he was an original member of the Ruddles, had toured Britain with the Ruddles and wrote up his experiences in a travelogue, Journal of a Tour to the Northern Parts of Great Britain, 1796. He was present at the disinterment of the 350-year-old body of Thomas Beaufort, which he claimed to have been pickled and as perfect as when living. Perfect. The corpse was done up in a pickle and the face wrapped up in a seer cloth. Just nine years later, the most celebrated personage ever to have been literally in a pickle, Admiral Horatio Nelson, met his end. Although some argue that being preserved in brandy, he found himself in more of a liquor than a pickle. I think this merits more investigation. I think this merits a special five-part series of half-hour shows about the pickling of Admiral Horatio Nelson. But in the meantime... Even more interesting than that for the moment, I spoke about six weeks ago with a fella on the show, and I want to share a little bit of that conversation with you right now, because sometimes fermenting and pickling, well, sometimes fermenting specifically is not alcoholic, does not bring alcohol, something called kvass. I spoke to David Klingenberger, who is the chief fermenting officer at the brinery, and we spoke a little bit about this thing, Uh, kvass, I believe. It's... Kvass. Kombucha would be a type of kvass. It's, these are fermented beverages that are fermented not for alcohol, but just for the bubbly uh, flavor and health. And so 
kvass is very uh, strong. It's culturally in uh, Russia, and kombucha would fit into that category. Uh, this is a beet kvass, and I, I would describe it as an earth soda. And in Russia, actually, there's a uh, there's a movement to turn away from Coca-Cola, which represents you know industrialization, imperialism, you know the West, and they they say drink kvass, and it's hmm. uh, it's a peasant drink. And there used to be little donkey carts hauling around big tanks of it. It's a bubbly drink made with rye bread or or beets as this version, and it's an all-natural bubbly drink without any added sugar. And kvass is spelled K-V-A-S-S, I see from the deep red jar of the stuff. That's correct. And now bread is involved in the making of a liquid? I think I've heard of such a thing before. Tell me about that. That's the most uh, popular traditionally in Russia is a rye bread kvass. They'll call it like Russian uh, brown bread. I think it's something uh, i forget what you call it but it's the really it's, it's actually rye flour and so it's that really dense 100 percent rye uh, mill pond bakery it's a wonderful local bakery at the farmer's market they make an amazing lithuanian rye bread mm-hmm. and so it's it's amazing dense bread there's no there's no wheat in there uh it's his culture his sourdough culture for it is like hundreds of years old but they would the russians would take the old stale bread float it in liquid maybe pitch a little yeast in and you get this wonderful rye bready bubbly drink that is um not alcoholic but it's got the little bubbles to it and it's got a lot of beneficial bacteria it's a great healthy elixir and uh, alternative to soda and that brings to mind the idea that fermenting can do just about anything you want. Uh, you can, as you said, you can do alcoholic beverages, but you don't have to do alcoholic beverages. They don't even have to be beverages. You were mentioning kimchi and pickles and stuff. Yes. Uh, Yogurt, uh, charcuterie, uh, salami. These are all fermented foods. Uh, coffee beans are fermented before roasting. Chocolate beans, cacao beans are fermented before roasting. Um, it's a, It has a lot of uses. It, Yeah. This is something that seems to have gone back quite a long time then. And I I think we have time to go back to 3,000 years or so ago because it's only a half-hour show. But um, how did the brinery start? The brinery doesn't go back that far. It does go back to the turn of the century, the year 2000. Wow, way back then. Okay. Yeah. I like to say that because the older I get, I like to say I've been fermenting since the turn of the century. And I learned how to make sauerkraut. living on Tantre Farm. It's a local organic vegetable farm. I feel it's really grown to be a pillar of our local foods community, and I got my start out there. They took me in as a youngster. I never went to college, showed up at Tantre, and they said, just go dig some potatoes. And so I've uh, spent quite a while doing that, but I, I looked I liked the idea of growing food and eating it and selling it to people, but also how to preserve it. So it's fun to make jam. It's great to make tomato sauce. But fermenting food is one of the most special ways to preserve food because it's a raw product from start to finish. And you're actually increasing dramatically the the health benefits by the creating an environment for these beneficial bacteria mm. to, to do the fermentation process. And they... Uh, they they're pretty good for us. In fact, I would say it's integral to uh, being a healthy human to have uh, your intestinal flora, that bacteria, really, really thriving and abundant. Wow, wow. So that was a chat I had there. There was a funny uh, buzzing bee in the room, but don't worry about that. That was uh, David Klingenberger, who is the chief fermenting officer of the brinery, talking about fermenting. And uh, Kvass pickling and a fermenting made with bread it's kind of dizzying i mean there's farms in here there's all kinds of things that go into pickling it's quite something from farm to pickle from pickle to table 
And speaking of which, you know, what's one of the main kind of pickles? Uh, cucumbers, of course. Uh, most of us think of pickles as being pickled cucumbers because that's a very American way of looking at it. But as I said, there are lots of different kinds. But speaking of forms of entertainment, there's always music hall, the British form of entertainment, springing from the daily life of the working and lower middle classes, lasted effectively for about 75 years, says here in this collection called A Night at the Music Hall. This is Harry Champion. We're going to go way, way back. I don't have the exact date on this particular song, but there are some songs going back to 1920-ish or so. This song by Harry Champion is called A Little Bit of Cucumber. Hmm. If I understand correctly, he also did the original I'm Henry VIII, I Am. But in the meantime, here's a little bit of cucumber. On cucumber and on my wedding day When the fun was over and the guests are gone away My old darling said to me, you must be hungry, Joe Is there anything you fancy? I said, fancy, don't you know? I like pickled onions, I like pickled lily Pickled cabbage is all right with a bit of cold meat on Sunday night I can go to Martyrs' but what I do prefer Is a little bit of cucumber, 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 little bit of cucumber I went flying through the air with my old college chum. Suddenly he said to me, we're bound for kingdom come. Have you anything on your brain before you wear a crown? I began to shake and said, write this confession down. I like pickled onions. I like pickled lily. Pickled cabbage is all right with a bit of cold tripe on Sunday night. I can go to Martyrs, it's the one I do prefer. It's a little bit of cucumber, come, 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 little bit of cucumber. Several years of married life have brought me lots of joys. I don't know how many girls but think there's 14 boys. When the last one came to town, he fairly turned me hate. He was more with the cucumber in the first words that he said. Well, I like pickled onions. I like pickled lily. Pickled cabbage is all right with bubble and squeak on Sunday night. I can go to my artists, it's the ones I do prefer. It's a little bit of cucumber, come, 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 little bit of cucumber. Banquet, I went in one foggy day. When I saw the grub, it took my appetite away. With paragraphs and chopping cheese and piglets up with them. I said, I don't care for that, you don't know who I am. I like pickled onions, I like pickled lily. Pickled cabbage is all right with a bit of cold meat on Sunday night. I can go to Martyrs, it's the ones I do prefer. It's a little bit of cucumber, I come, you come, little bit of cucumber, let's sing, then I like pickled onions. I like pickled lily, pickled cabbage is all right with a bit of cold meat on Sunday night. I can go to Martyrs, it's what I do prefer. It's a little bit of cucumber, 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 little bit of cucumber this time, and I like pickled onions. I like pickled lily, pickled cabbage is all right with a bit of cold meat on Sunday night. I can go to my Martyrs, it's the what I do prefer. It's a little bit of cucumber, 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 little bit of Now that's a happy man, Harry Champion, a little bit of cucumber, going back to 19-something-something, maybe 1920-ish, I think. While we're about to the tail end of Pandora's Lunchbox, to the pickle end of the pickle, I've been Mike for a while, and just to mention again, Downtown Home and Garden will have a pickle tasting and pickle contest event from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. this Saturday. 
And one last thought on fermenting. Uh, for Vinyl Aficionados says here in the Scotsman magazine, written by Martin McLaughlin, this article, this company's products have been the holy grail of record players for more than four decades. Now a Scottish firm revered by generations of audiophiles has devised the world's most exclusive turntable in conjunction with another of the nation's most historic brands. They're not telling you what's what yet, are they? Okay, so... Lynn, the turntable company, has launched a limited edition run of record players made using Highland Park whiskey casks. The two iconic brands hope the luxury product will allow an elite few to enjoy the best possible sound from their 33s. Those behind the turntable claim the use of the distillery's Spanish oak casks offers a density to the overall design of its Sondek LP12 model, or is it LP12? I don't know, ensuring stability, stability, and reducing distortion. The author Ian Rankin, a long-standing Lynn fan, said the hi-fi was a beautiful object, which would be sought after worldwide, but cast doubt over whether it was truly better than any of the firm's other turntables, even though it's connected to an oak cask, a whiskey cask. Each of the limited edition Sondek LP12 turntables cost £25,000, a price which includes a custom-made bottle of 40-year-old Highland Park single malt. I'll take seven. It's been Pandora's Lunchbox for as long as it is. I've been Mike also. Face the Music is coming up in just a moment. Let's just go out with Reno and Smiley again. Earlier they gave us the dill pickle rag. Here's one of the ingredients often used in pickling. Salt, perhaps found in a creek, perhaps Salt Creek. What I'm saying is here's Reno and Smiley and here's Salt Creek. It's WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Thank you, Mike, and good evening. It's time to face the music on WCBN FM and Arbor. Arwolf, Arwolf is away this week. My name is Weston Hughes. Tonight's broadcast will consist entirely of recordings made in the year 19 and 23, curated by Arwolf, Arwolf, in his second presentation dedicated to the number three. We begin with Wolverine Blues, a solo piano piece performed by Jelly Roll Morton. 